everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I am Dan. And coming up today, <laughs> gays in marriage. <laughs> Did you just do that like pigs in space? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, you just referred to your own people as pigs. I'm just going to say. And marriage as, as space. The, the lost, empty. The final frontier. Black void of space. <laughs> the final frontier. <laughs> uh, it'll be the final frontier of my life, let me tell you. Ugh. Yeah? Do, yeah. You, do, you feel like, do you feel like you'll ever want to get married? I don't know. I'm approaching 40. Yeah. Never been married. Fast approaching. Not fast. Oh, you're fast approaching. It's coming at you. You're one month behind me. <laughs> <laughs> one month. I love how sensitive you are about 40. It's really bugging you. No, I. I it's, uh, it's just weird. You. It's just weird to me. It doesn't bother me so much as it's just no. I marvel at the thought. No, I've, I've heard you say some things that are pretty, pretty amazing. I am amazing. Thanks, about you, Frank. About you getting old. And I think it's funny. Because I don't feel yeah. old. I don't feel old. I... Things are different. You look old, but that's you a wish whole, that's you a look whole. way older than me. Not even close, Mister. If I shave, I look like I'm in my twenties. <laughs> Not even close. Whatever. You have a baby face, but that doesn't like see that doesn't. I have a baby face, right? So maybe like you know, like if you're across the room and <laughs> kind of bad vision, you look really young. Oh. But all you have to do is get up close, Dan. You're asking for it, mister. You can put a thing up on the... Up, a Monet. Up on a Monet. The, the YouTube, that's, that's, the, the Facebook. Right? Group. Isn't that in Clueless? Isn't that what uh, <laughs> Sarah Silverspoon or whatever her name was? Um, <laughs> I don't. I know nothing of what you're talking about right now. You're Alisa, just making stuff up. Alyssa, Alyssa Silver Milano. Um, I don't know. What was her name? Silverstone? Silverstone. Yeah. Alyssa Silverstone? I think so. Yeah. They called somebody a Monet. Okay. Far away they look okay, but up close it's just a mess. Good from far, far from good? Yeah. I don't know. See what I did there? Yeah, that was clever. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. We'll move on now. I don't think, yeah. Apparently there's a feud happening between me and Frank Mm -hmm. uh, currently. Not really. Dan's just getting old, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I am. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to do a story now. Uh... North of here is one Boise, Idaho. I think oh, you've yeah. heard of that. Yeah. Uh, nice town. Uh, houses, I believe, the uh, the Northwest Nazarene University. Oh. Uh, a Christian university, if you can't guess that from the, the hints in the name. <laughs> okay. Uh, and one of the faculty members of this uh, institution used to be one Thomas Ord. Spelled O O R D. I didn't know that that was a last name. I bet that's a rare last name. Here, I bet there's not a lot of people. Maybe in Norway, it's more popular or whatever (laughs) it is. Sounds Norsk, right? Could be anything, really. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Mr. Ord is uh, was a tenured professor uh, at NNU. Um, Yeah. He was recently laid off. How does that happen? He had tenure. Yeah. Well, he wasn't fired. Oh. He, oh. According to the university, it was just budget-driven. <laughs> according to everybody else, it's because he teaches evolution <gasps> as a as very expensive field to teach. Yeah, exactly. They can't they can't, <laughs> they can't afford, afford that to damn. keep a, a guy who's teaching that. I mean, and, well, with all of the you know costs of that. Anyway, uh, the the so I mean, there's no surprise there. 
that an evolution a, a professor who teaches evolution at a Christian college would would somehow find his way not working at a Christian yeah, college anymore. Yeah. Okay. What is surprising is the overwhelming support for him that has that has happened. Really, the fact that. Over 120. So there's been a petition that's been presented to the board of trustees oh. of the of the Northwest Nazarene University. 123 faculty members from faith based universities across North America are signed on to this petition saying take him back. Well, you need to know the philosophies of your enemy to fully understand. I don't know. I'm. <laughs> Do you think it's actual like. It's support. Like academic, intellectual, like, support? It's what it seems to be. I'm pretty shocked by this. Uh, I I was made aware of it by someone, a friend of mine, on her Facebook page, posting a thing about, you know, I I grew up in the Nazarene faith, uh, and but this is really important. Won't you please sign on to this petition? And I was like, what the hell is a petition? And then further research, and it was just like, oh. Holy crap, this guy is getting a shit ton of support across the country. Well, you know, I mean, if, I mean, these other um, professors and whatnot, um, you know, if they're truly academics, right, you know, they, they probably have already figured out how to square, you know, knowledge of evolution as a scientific, you know, theory or fact. Um, Theory in the scientific, uh, sense of the term which means that would mean which means it's it's accepted it's, as fact it's accepted as fact um so you have that you square that with your belief in god right which really truly should not be that hard for people no you can yeah i mean it it's, shouldn't it's be. it's an easy one sentence of god created evolution exactly and ta-da you're done done but instead yeah, I mean, you, I mean, human evolution becomes trickier. Like, you, it, it's trickier when it, you've got the, the Adam and Eve story to square with, uh, with the yeah, fossil but you can record. Still but figure it out. If you, nothing like, else, at least acknowledge at least... evolution as yeah. a concept. Yeah. Even if you just, even if you deny human evolution, acknowledge right. evolution. Yeah. It's real. Just look at the animals. Yeah. Yeah. The non-human exactly. animals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ignore that one primate <laughs> that's walking around. <laughs> you know. Ruling the ruling the planet, yeah, <laughs> dominating. <laughs> Go humans, yeah! yeah, we rule. Anyway, I I just so, I, I was just interested that uh, the the support was what struck me on this one. Well, I think sometimes we do paint uh, Christianity with too broad of strokes. Yeah, so we're you know, in th- fairness th- to them, s- look at this. Yeah, regard. <laughs> S'il vous plaît. S'il vous plaît. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh-huh. I don't know which story to do. They're all so good. Oh, good. Well, choose um, one. I'm going to pick the story of a prominent uh, uh, leader in ISIS. ISIS, ISIS Pakistan. Oh. Uh, their, their Pakistan division. Um, leader. His name is uh, Hafiz uh, Muhammad Saeed. Sorry, that just sounded like a nice drink. Hafiz. I like a nice Hafiz. <laughs> um, Refreshing on a summer day. He has died. Oh, dear. Uh, from his own uh, 
bomb. Oh, that he was planting. Oh, on the side of a road. that's a shame. He was planting an IED. When you're that high up in the organization, you have someone else plant your IEDs. Yeah. In fact, this probably wasn't even that improvised um, of an explosive device. Uh-huh. Um, but um, yeah, he had. A, they were handling uh, the explosive device, whatever it was, when it uh, exploded unexpectedly. Um, and you know this. This is one of those where. I don't feel bad. No, why would you feel bad about this, that? This is like, come on. Yeah. This is like, this is instant karma. What even is, though I don't believe in karma, but like, like sooner or later, it was, it, it has to happen. I'm but sure it happens a this lot. This guy, this high up guy, was out there, you know, rocking around, you know, planting bombs. It does make one wonder if anyone at the CIA or whatever has thought to like start disseminating faulty bomb parts <laughs> like or they're they're using uh cell phone bombs just <laughs> flooding that thing with like signal right exactly just, <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. just every now and then we're just gonna make everybody's phone ring randomly every now and then you get them in your binoculars you're like oh oh there you go they can do it i've i've seen the wire they can figure that out they can figure it out <laughs> they should be setting these bombs off while they're being handled i'm yeah. sorry um so it feels weird to say feels weird to just so flippantly talk about a human being's death but it sure feels like a deserved one yeah i mean so it says yeah he was gonna kill somebody else and then he killed himself and that's it's it he mark hoffman himself is what he did except then mark hoffman lived for a minute didn't he? yeah he he lived isn't he wait he lived lived yeah he he was just maimed right he blew himself up this is a mormon guy in in sort of in the 80s he was he was uh he started bombing people because he was he was passing off fake documents right and uh people were getting closer and closer to figuring out that he was forging them right so he started blowing people up and then done blowed himself up wasn't the blowing like the blowing himself up it was an accident, but it threw mm. them off his trail for a minute. Right. right. Yeah, he because... painted himself as one of the targets for right, a minute. Exactly. And then they were like, wait a minute. <laughs> He's a master forger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And he was a master forger. Don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Everybody he, was fooled. He, and the, the great thing about what he did is he actually had the LDS church, the higher ups of the LDS church, one man. Gordon B. Hinckley, who ends up being the president of the church. And prophet. Prophet. So convinced that this stuff is for real and that it needs to just be hidden away because of how damning it was to the church's (laughs) history. That he's like doing these like like secret deals and like buying this shit up. Right. It's insane for what happened. And it's so damning to the LDS church. Yeah. They just walked away. Yeah, where were squeaky clean? Why didn't you pray about it, guys? Yeah, God would have told you it was didn't fake. The Lord tell you that the salamander <laughs> letters were fake. Thanks, Lord. Anywho, <laughs> all right, we'll move on. D- yeah. Don't play with bombs, kids. That's I think that's yeah. the takeaway here. Don't, yeah, don't don't just f- be safe. Don't fuck around with bombs. Be safe if you are setting up a roadside bomb. <laughs> You're you're going down a very is bad it, wait, road. Is, is that the wrong takeaway? Yeah, I think is that I, the take. That was the wrong takeaway. Don't don't fuck around with bombs. Ah shit, that was ISIS's talking point. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Frank's in ISIS. Everybody. <gasps> oh, don't even say that, Dan. I don't even want to joke about that. That's horrible. <laughs> I hate those people. Uh, okay. I literally hate those people. Really? I think I feel hatred toward ISIS. Huh. 
I get that. I mean, they're not doing Is anything that weird? nice. Did I feel that way? No, I think that's probably normal. Huh. It's weird. It's probably more weird that I don't feel that way. I really, truly am so bothered by the existence of radical Islam. Yeah. It just, it just ruins my day thinking about it, actually. Is that just so weird? No, that's normal. It seems I, so weird to me. It does. It it's does. so far removed from my life, and I start thinking about him, and I just feel like my whole life has been based in like the most naive perspe- like perspective on humanity, <laughs> like this sort of sheltered Western experience of just like you know, it, life is easy. It life leads is one good. down some difficult like roads where you start to talk about civilized versus uncivilized and you don't and that makes you feel like you're like barbarians yeah exactly (laughs) you might be dipping your toes into racism and you might be it's like it's it's hard to know where to draw those lines it is hard to know but i Uh, just i I think you're supposed to not be pleased by it i'm pretty sure that you're supposed to be upset Uh. by it but I just don't know if the way that I'm upset is <laughs> Frank's going to join a militia you guys. Frank's uh Frank's going to start hanging out with tea party gun bashers and whatever. I don't know. Um yeah, I I, I filed for a, <laughs> a, a what is it? A concealed carry. Oh, do, yeah, 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 you yeah. you need it's to. Super easy to get in to, Utah. So. To take care of them Muslims. Yeah, in case one shows up. Yeah, what if he yeah. does? What are you going to do? Uh if you don't have a gun? Yeah. Nothing if, you can do. Yeah, if they blow up something that I'm nearby, <laughs> you sh- I need I need a gun. You need to be able to whip out a gun and just start shooting. <laughs> just, even, if, even if just into the sky. If just wherever. <laughs> Random indiscriminate shooting is the correct response to an explosion. Uh, anyone who doesn't look like me. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Point, right? I mean, that's if you're how... wearing strange headgear, sorry, you kind of have to die. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what, and, oh, I'm sorry. Did I'm sorry. I cross yeah, the line? Yeah, you the line. Right oh, there. I crossed the I line. I just found where the line was. <laughs> the line for me, just Dan as, just crossed Just it. as I stepped over I don't know it. how much longer I can do this podcast. Oh, okay. You just crossed the line Oh, there. dear. Oh, dear. I've broken the podcast, everybody. Oh, no. How about this? I'm just going to move on to another story, <sighs> and then we'll be okay. And then everything will be okay. Uh, I'm taking us to Tennessee. Oh. Uh, where a... a if I if you were reading the news, you saw that uh, a bill passed the House, uh, passed it it passed in a vote in the in the Tennessee House of Representatives uh, to make the Holy Bible the official book of Tennessee. Right. Um, it got to the Senate and was quickly just shuffled away to committee. They killed it. Why? Uh, I Tennessee liked the Bible. No. Apparently not. Apparently only House the representatives. The like, Senate, the Tennessee Senate hates the Bible. Hates the Bible. It's true. Well, what happened? So what ended up happening? State uh, Senate Majority Leader uh, Mark Norris, uh, who is a Republican, said uh, he well, his his political his, his line was this isn't the time or place in the full Senate floor to delve into that. We really need to look into into it in committee. But as everyone who follows politics knows. This thing being shuffled off to committee means they're killing the bill. Oh, yeah. They're just killing it. They're not actually going to, like, you know, try and hammer it out or anything. Um, both the uh, governor and attorney general of uh, of Tennessee opposed the bill, 
the attorney general coming to the conclusion that it would not pass muster either on the it's it's unconstitutional both on the federal and state level wow uh so yeah that wouldn't hold up they're just making it the the state book right yeah but that would be an endorsement <laughs> pretty resounding endorsement of a religion of a specific religion so i, I think mean, birds and rocks get endorsed all the time by state. That's true. And look, hey, you know what? Flowers. Your state bird could be a cardinal. A yeah. cardinal's a religious guy. Oh. You see what you did there? Man. Man. Boom. Suddenly it's an endorsement of Catholicism. Yeah. If your state bird is a cardinal. Mm. I guess. Um, yeah, apparently. So that's been killed. So little moments of sanity do occur. Occasionally, um, even, even even in Tennessee, even in even in the South, <laughs> uh, every now and then somebody does happen to look at something and go, oh, yeah, that that's against the Constitution. We shouldn't do that. Wait. Oh, that founding document that, <laughs> that, it that we talk about like it's ours. Yeah. As Republicans. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That one. Huh. All right. Um, Here's a story that uh, here's a sobering story oh good i was hoping <laughs> we were getting too silly um so our listeners may or may not be terribly aware of a uh immigration issue uh that's rocking europe um oh. the the north african well immigrants from africa coming through north africa usually like um like uh, Libya, sure, a, and, and Tunisia, I think are often the, the places where they they uh, embark for uh, for for Europe. The launch um, point. The launch point. They uh, they get it literally. They get into boats. Uh-huh. Uh, it's sort of um, if you can picture the Cubans getting onto rafts, sort of scenario, trying to get to going Florida. to Florida. Sure. Right? Um, it, it's a very similar thing. These are not necessarily always the most seaworthy, uh, contraptions that they're boarding. Sure. Uh, and, uh, uh, thousands upon thousands, um, tens of thousands upon tens of thousands of, um, African, uh, migrants are flowing into Italy. Clearly it oh. dips down really close to North sure. Africa. Sure. Uh, and, uh, so the Italian coast guard is always, uh, saving people from these boats uh-huh. uh, and then having to do something with them. Right. Um, and there's this whole story, uh, you know, that I don't want to get into of, of, of all the um, sort of attitudes and whatnot in Europe about um, African immigrants in right. particular. They're... But let's just say uh, there's a lot of people in Europe that kind of feel the same way about uh, African immigrants as uh, there are in the United States who feel feel sort of similarly to uh to Mexicans. Mexican immigrants sure uh and sort of the idea of illegal immigration uh these are very much hard to dispute that these are actually in, in a lot of cases refugees mm. uh from uh war torn regions um so these so are and so on. these are it's more a little different than than uh than people looking for work. So it's not just like Libyans and Algerians. We're talking about like sub-Saharan Africans oh, as absolutely. well. Oh, absolutely. You get all sorts of Africans who uh, go through this route, who are right. looking for a better life uh, in uh, in Europe, a safe life. Yeah. Well, uh, on a recent uh, boat over, 
Uh, this I found this on CNN. Uh, I'll, I will report that. Yeah. Um, there was a case of 12 Christians being thrown overboard by Muslims oh. who were on the same boat. Um, and uh, there were a lot of people. Um, there, was, there were 105 people on this boat. It was a, it was a rubber boat. I can't oh imagine uh, where they were putting everyone or how large that rubber boat could have possibly been. Uh, but nonetheless, the Coast Guard, the Italian Coast Guard picked them up. Uh, arrests have been made. Clearly, uh, there was a human barricade at one point across the boat um, trying to protect some people from these um, freaking out Muslims. Yeah. Um, who, strangely enough, are fleeing to very Christian <laughs> yeah. Italy. Right. Um, so I don't know exactly what they think they're doing um yeah exactly that... 12 fewer christian neighbors once they arrive like yeah. i don't i don't know quite what's going on here it what does seem like the thinking be. might be there must have been a scuffle the apparent well there definitely was a scuffle they they have reported that there there was some sort of conflict but the only people who were thrown over were christian were christian oh my god um in the last but we're talking about African Christians. These are these are guys they're still refugees from war torn Africa. They just yeah. happen to be Christian instead of Yeah. Uh this is the scale this is this is actually an issue that I've been following for a long time. Um um just I don't know why I started following this issue, but just to put this into perspective for people, uh, as far as like the scale of this humanitarian issue, um more than ten thousand people um have arrived in Italy from Libya since last weekend. Wow. This is a we're talking huge numbers of refugees flowing into Italy. Uh and you know Italy just must not be as good at at at, at protecting themselves against this as Spain and Portugal cuz those are really a lot closer to the African continent. Well, I think it's but. the 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 route that people are following mm-hmm. uh, specifically because I mean if you look okay. at like Tunisia specifically yeah Tunisia's where sort of right next to Sicily exactly um, so from Tunisia Tunisia is a classic disembarking point same as same as Libya right but those are places that also have long historic ties with Italy political yeah. ties oh right 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 in right, particular right. Tunisia uh, and so um, so that said. Um, it's, you're right. I mean, the Strait of Gibraltar, that should, but, but that's an easy spot to protect. What we're talking right. about is you just point north and you're <laughs> going to hit Italy, basically. Yeah, eventually you'll hit Italy. Right. Um, but, um, so yeah, I, I don't know what, I don't know what the deal is. Italy is having a very difficult time, um, sort of managing the situation, and the rest of Europe is kind of really pissed at Italy. I do know that. Yeah. Um, well, and and but that Italy is... is nothing but a giant shoreline, right? <laughs> it is you funny, know. you know. I the rest of the of Europe would be pissed because any any country that like if any country in the European Union grants like citizenship or asylum or whatever, it they're just in they're, they're in Europe. They can yeah, they can filter to, to anywhere easy else. To flow around, yeah. Um, so so. It, it it is a very very interesting um, oh, there you situation go. over there. And, uh, something that we need we, Americans probably 
maybe maybe be this, paying a little bit more attention to it's maybe the solution to uh issue. to 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 having Problem. quite so many people coming making it across is to just make sure that there's a fight on every boat because then you then you're then you're going to reduce the numbers at least so you just make sure that you have <laughs> christians and muslims on every single boat yeah 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 that's terrible dan <laughs> once again there was a line there yeah and you found it boom that's my job. I'm a little bothered right now, Dan. Good. Uh, I'm going to move on. Um, Italy is still part of uh, the conversation in my next story. Oh? Uh, we're going to talk about Catholics. And for since April of 2008, and we've reported on some of this uh, as, it's, as it's gone on, there has been a, uh, a, a bit of a feud between uh, Rome... And the the sort of heads the leadership of of the Catholic Church, and the LCWR or the League the Leadership Conference of Women Religious, hmm. which is the largest organization of nuns in the United States. Okay. Uh, in and it's basically come basically what's happened is that uh, these nuns have basically started to f- push for women's rights, uh, oh. including. Uh, access to abortions when it's uh you know when when there's rape or when there's mm-hmm. they're not like on the super progressive side of things where you know access to abortion should be just wherever but they're also they also sort of talk in gentle terms about homosexuality as opposed to in con- condem- condemning terms so they've been in trouble for being uh uppity bunch of uppity women oh, oh. uh I thought good human beings was uh well perhaps the I mean the problem here. It is a problem when being good a good human being contravenes the rules that the men have set. Oh. Uh so they were so the uh the Vatican uh Pope Benedict, you remember him? Yeah, oh, yeah, grumpy pope. Grump, yeah. Uh he he started he launched a whole a whole uh in uh inquiry into them they they well they wanted to break them up right shut them down oh they were just doing all kinds of things but these these women these these nuns they wouldn't just shut up they didn't they take it lying down as a matter of fact they kind of stepped things up is this the same group that Whoopi goldberg got involved in (laughs) she started it because so they started doing some crazy stuff. They, yeah, with they, that they that were group. They were singing the R and B songs. Yeah, they were like ministering right there on the street oh. to, to people. Like, huh? It, it's they mass were cleaning hysteria. up the neighborhood. Yeah, uh, huh. there was the in December of 2008, the Vatican launched uh, a different parallel review of all women's orders in the U.S. Oh. Um, because of reports about quote a certain secularist mentality that has spread among these religious families, perhaps even a certain feminist spirit. They did. They, they, they got a copy of Sister Act. They did. That, that's they... what happened. And they were like, there's a problem. They thought it was like a documentary, right? They're like, there's a problem going on in the United States. Yeah, and the problem is... These American convent. Those ladies are having way more fun than we're having. Um... <laughs> There were all sorts of things. So, I mean, this went on and on and on, and it has continued. You know, there was a whole bunch of kerfuffles in, in 2012 um, where the the women, they I mean, they were having um, 
They were just well, they just kept supporting the things that they supported, and that was not acceptable. No, clearly. Uh, well, it has now come to a conclusion. April 2015, seven years after the first the first fires oh, no. shots were fired. Yeah, uh, the Vatican has just folded. What? They have just concluded their investigations without any major sanctions, <sighs> and uh, it looks like they're just trying to end this ugliness because it's where francis would like to be right he's that's those nuns are doing what he where he wants the church to be maybe i, mean, I don't they know might have gone a little far with like abortion-y shit and he is clearly not okay with the gays he has made yeah. far too many statements that are he's clearly not okay with the gays yeah but he might get a little closer to you like say being they're just a- kind of sort of murmuring about the gays they're not like full-on like right saying woo gay marriage no but but they were like talking about like why you know asking questions about contraception and that sort of thing so i think he can get behind that yeah he said things that make people think that he's probably fine with yeah he so yeah he he inherited this pro this problem so now he has apparently i mean years into into his tenure he's he's closed the book but he you know it's a big ship yeah it is a big ship it's true and that was a pretty minor problem except for the nuns involved pretty small yeah little dust up yeah there's a there was a funny quote by cardinal gerhardt Mueller, uh-huh. um who who uh delivered a a blunt talk <gasps> at the vatican to the to the women telling uh-huh. them that they'd been thumbing their nose at rome's demands and blah 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 then later in that same year he uh uh he renewed his criticisms but he was uh he 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 said he defended the investigation by saying quote we have to clarify that we are not misogynists we do not want to gobble up a woman a day keeps the doctor away <laughs> I mean, what is that i don't know gobble up a woman a day yeah i don't know what that means i just liked it so i said it <laughs> what is that it's like I'm this really it's like this woman gobbling machine of death that's that's what misogyny is for, for yeah them. exactly we are the woman gobblers we will we will gobble you uh, that's, that's just crazy anyway yeah. I, I have one more thing uh-huh one more thing dan yes please um this is amazing uh, th- I found this in the New York Times. Okay. Uh, and it is uh, the story of a project <clears throat> uh, to uh, use human corpses as compost. Okay. Uh, this is this is kind of, this jibes with sort of my view of death, actually, which is why I love it. But it's horrifying in its implications, right, for so many people. For so many people. Um, all sounds pretty good to me so far. Yeah. What do you got? Um, is so, it, they're just composting people. They're Well, they're taking the first steps. Have you ever seen footage of that? I forget which university it is. Um, I'm sorry. I have the name right here. Western Carolina University, where they have that that uh, sort of closed-in field area where they do the decomposition um, the decomposition lab. lab. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they they're piggybacked into they're that. studying decomposition yeah. of, bo- of human exactly. bodies for and forensic purposes. Absolutely. And yep. Whatever. Um, and 
and so she's uh the, the this um researcher is uh piggybacking into that uh university's facility mm-hmm. and she is studying sort of if it is really po- i mean we know it's possible to compost a body yeah. um because they actually do it with um they've started doing this with some farm animals oh okay um, but the 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 issue is that you so i guess with compost you need and please if i get this wrong <laughs> please be just, forgiving just bear with me um but you need carbon and you need nitrogen okay right and so typically the like the 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 leaves and the wood and the the food or whatever the the fruit whatever you're throwing out that contains the carbon and then you need some sort of nitrogen added a lot of times in order to um make the process to fuel the process okay and so that you have all the components that you need to break down everything that's that's there okay. that's kind of what i understood to like from this article to feed the the worms and the bacteria and whatever yeah yeah we'll just say Something that like that we'll just say yeah. that uh so the the trick is we're clearly biologists with everybody. with farm animals you're able to get um the nitrogen from manure right so but the thing is nobody feels really all that great about using feces of any kind with people with uh smearing feces all over a dead body just in order to poop all over the people (laughs) that's the new campaign i mean if we got over some of our mores and ideas about (laughs) like the human body and and how we're supposed to treat a dead body exactly then then there would be no no issue with that right right but there is people get a little people get very weird about it um and clearly you know the whole embalming thing which is just, I think, a travesty. I think it's dumb. I think it's. I think it's. You're just, just paying somebody to do something ridiculous. to a body that doesn't need to be done. It doesn't need to be done. It doesn't help um, anything. You, the body then doesn't decompose. Yeah, it preserves like it, it should for no reason. For no a while. reason. And then that body gets put into a casket that's like sealed, right? And then put into a cement vault. We are not ancient Egyptians trying to like preserve our body for some purpose. Why is this happening? Right. Well, like, pe- it's really dumb. People, well, I mean, I'll tell you part of why it's happening because there's money in it. Mm-hmm. People, yeah, people absolutely. are conned into embalming bodies that are then cremated. No, that's true. That's, that is true. That's nutballs. Yeah. No, no, no. That's. That that's crazy town. I was asked when when you know I told I told the guy the, for my dad that mm-hmm. we wanted him cremated, and he said, "Do you want him embalmed?" And I just like stared at the guy. No, I want him cremated. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Why don't you also preserve him in carbonite before you cremate him? Yeah. Why? You... No. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. not how this works. Yeah. It, it, it's it, it, we have really strange things. I did not know. That the whole uh, embalming thing really caught on. Do you know when? No. Civil War. Oh. They uh, this the 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 northern families wanted a way to get their northern fallen sons home home oh. in such a way that they could like have viewings still and so whatnot. Here's you know what and it was this on a certain level. It really shocked a lot of people back in the day. Yeah. But then it became the norm right. somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And Which, then as soon as that became normalized, we have just been embalming bodies 
for no good reason right. in this country. Save your money, people. If someone, if you have a loved one that died and you're yeah. wanting to take care of, sort of, you have to take care of all of the things. Just don't have them involved, embalmed. Yeah. That's never necessary. And so I have often thought that maybe like, and I, I think this came out of a conversation that you and I had probably around the time that your your father passed away. Um, but since then, I have actually really become very settled with this idea, which is. I I want to be like I want to be picked apart and like like I, wild animals should be eating me. Yeah. You know? Like like there should be like a wolf reserve somewhere. That was what my dad wanted. Yeah. His his his, his desires for for how to how we dispose of his body was just to be set out for the wolves, but the, I can't do that. You can't you're not allowed. Well, to. you're not allowed to do it, but the, but somebody should be setting this thing up, you know, yeah. where there's just a place where bodies can be taken and they get consumed yeah it would that would be great i do like this this uh this composting idea here so here so here's the deal um this article uh sort of follows from the the laying out of this one test subject uh a 78 year old woman um who they put into a bed of wood chips Mm. and then had more of them uh heaped on top of her um She's really uh, in over the course of this article. She really isn't um, um, uh, decomposing the way that she probably needs oh. to be uh, in order to be composted. Okay. Uh, so they're they're trying to figure out um, how to get more of the fuel that they need, like uh, poop, poop uh, equivalent. Place okay. Well, so let's see. The process is surprisingly simple. It says place nitrogen-rich material, oh, like dead animals, mm. inside a mound of carbon-rich material. That so I had everything a little flip-flopped. Okay, there. Yeah. Okay. That so forget good. everything that I just said. Okay. Okay. So you are filled with nitrogen. Nice. And we need stuff like wood chips and sawdust or. Uh, a Poop. little, yeah, a little extra, extra nitrogen. Maybe that's where I got confused. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and then you, because you need that microbial activity, uh, to start, to start going. Mm-hmm. Um, so in fact, it should actually raise the temperature. It's like, yeah, like and, compost gets hot. Yeah. And she's, she's just a cool 78 degrees. I think they said, oh. uh, she's not reaching, uh, 140 degrees or Whoa. higher um and so and so that in in that case if if they could get her body up to that temperature um that would kill most common pathogens sure uh and it would also uh if done correctly there should be no smell oh um and apparently bones uh compost oh um but they take a little bit longer clearly than, sure. than tissue so your whole body could be broken down in this process if they can get it right and used to fertilize the food of others. Well, and they say that probably not used for food, but like a nice flower bed somewhere. This all seems very grandma's impra- flower bed. It seems grandma's flower. That those flowers are grandma. Right. My when my it sounds like the speaker for the dead. If that anybody from the Enders series. Oh, I didn't. I think it was speakers for speaker for the dead. I think that was the one. Um, for the, 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 the Orson Scott card, Scott card. Yeah, sure. Um, in a way, anybody who read read the book, you'll know what I'm talking about. 
I, here's what I think. Here, the takeaway from this for me isn't uh, isn't about composting human bodies because that just seems it seems like it's probably impractical at this point. It seems like it, you're not like what you the benefit is not outweighing the the cost or whatever. Well, it's fairly time consuming, so right? The, the amount of facility that you would need, yeah, it seems, to pull this off could be. Challenging. But, but what but what this is doing is challenging our views on bodies and i think that human bodies are so i was thinking about this just the other day because i heard a, an interesting thing i don't remember what radio show i was listening to but they were maybe it was uh radio lab or this american life or something they were talking about this story where some deep sea divers found this freshwater cave in mexico that they were diving way way down and it was deep 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 water and one guy died mm. and then another guy found the body and was and was going to go back and and rest you know pull the body up and and bring it back to the family and then he died trying to get trying the to body the and it's just like at some at what point do you just say that's just a body that's yeah. not the guy that's yeah. not i mean i get that people need closure but find another way to, honestly yeah. my body it's not me. Yeah. I know. I, I, I feel the exact same way you do. And now. when it's dead, it's definitely not me. Um, my sister and I, um, last, when she was in town yeah, back in end of December, uh, we were talking just about, you know, like, not like in any real terms about like when our parents died, but like just sort of some thoughts surrounding death, yeah. you know, as, as you do. Go start uh, doing and, it. And we have aging parents. But, um... But nonetheless, um, she mentioned how important the viewing is to her. Mm. Because I said something along the lines of like, you know, well, you know, I, I don't understand like open caskets or even viewings for that matter. Because I really don't. I don't feel any need to go see the person. Right. I think a nice little ceremony, public ceremony of some kind where people get together and talk about the person. That's, ver that's very much what I need to process some right. stuff. Um, but seeing the body, they're gone. They're dead. I know they're dead. Yeah. I don't need any sort of closure like that. Um, and she popped in with this whole thing of like, no, I need to go into the room and see the person dead. My mom's, I'm like, why would you want to do that? My mom's the same way. My mom I don't get really, that. really needs that. And I don't get it either. I don't begrudge it. No, 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 I mean, no. But... I, I, I wouldn't deny somebody that if it was available, right? You know, to to go do. But I, I just can't wrap my head around why you need to see the person dead. I'm fascinated by it. Every time I go to a, vo a viewing, I find it fascinating. But I don't because we confront death so we, frequently. We, yeah, and we sterilize death and we yeah. hide our death and whatever. So I, I take the opportunity to actually look at this body. At this lifeless body and, and, and sort of contemplate my place and its place and sort of what it all means. Have you have you been to have have you ever experienced a viewing where the person had not been embalmed? I don't know. I mean, I guess my I saw there wasn't a viewing, but I saw I went with my mom and saw my dad. And he wasn't. He wasn't embalmed. Yeah. Okay. yeah and, they, and and he looked just fine. Huh. And he, it was just a very interesting, I mean, he was clearly probably, you know, being refrigerated. Well, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, right. however they keep them, I don't know how, yeah, it I'm seems sure. to talk about 
I mean, there's all these weird things that are weird to say about bodies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know what they do with him. I just know that he, you know, they wheeled him out so that, because my mom really wanted that moment. And I, uh-huh. and, and so b- before he was uh, cremated, we, we just me uh, and my wife and, and my mom were in the room with him. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, like I said, it didn't help me with closure at all. It, that wasn't, it wasn't that for me. Right. Um, it was just an interesting thing. Huh. It was a point. I, 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 I do find it interesting to sort of be with that. Mo- but, but I get the same thing from somebody that I don't even know. Like if I go to a viewing with my wife of someone that she knew, right, right. I have the same point of interest, which is just, here's this human, former human, right. who's no longer. Who's shut down. He has ceased to be. Yeah. It, and yeah, it's always so weird the things that people say about the dead body too. Mm. Like you know, she looks so peaceful. Peaceful, yeah. Well, yeah. There's nothing there's going no, on. Yeah, that's that's about as peaceful as it gets. <laughs> there is nothing all, happening. <laughs> all metabolic activity has ceased. Even the heart has <laughs> no, is no longer doing anything. That's peaceful. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we should we should uh, probably wrap on. this up. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any questions or comments, I mean, this is an interesting thing. If you have any comments about uh, death and dying, it's a very, bodies and embalming yeah. or any of that stuff, please feel free to write to us. Uh, you can reach us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or uh, we have a phone number you can call. Yeah. Yeah, it's 424-666-8. 442 that's a it's a voicemail line really. leave us a message yeah tell us your thoughts let us hear your voice yeah uh you can you can go to the facebook page facebook.com slash tgi atheist or you can go to the member search for uh in facebook for the members only lounge and uh ask to be let in yes the tgia members so, oh thank lounge. you yes. yes that's what it's called yes and uh yeah so we're gonna take a quick break um, we're going to listen to the O'Reilly show, the O'Reilly factor. Bill O'Reilly is confronting John Stossel about Ooh. a report that Stossel did that Stossel's a strange one. Curiously c- claimed that, uh, that there is no war on Christianity and that every, that Christians are fine, which is obviously couldn't possibly be the case. And Stossel must be crazy. So <laughs> here's how that goes. So your take is that religion is not under attack. What is this? Well, in a few places, that nun has something to complain about. But your war on Christianity, you're just a 10-foot-tall crybaby. I'm crying. It's not I'm so young. bad. I mm-hmm. mean, no, Christians aren't being killed. No, yet. not yet. Well, and not in America. And they're not going to be. They're you verbally the being killed. 80, so what? 80 well, wait a minute, Stossel. Come on now. You shouldn't be diminished because you believe a certain way. Aren't you outraged by that? No, I mean, You're what's diminished? I mean, eighty-three percent of the country says it's they are Christians. Yeah, you are the majority. You've won. Well, it's not a matter of winning; it's a matter of respect. Look, you remember a few years ago when uh, some of the big department stores ordered their employees not to say "Merry Christmas." Remember that? That was, that was dumb, politically okay. correct. And then we had to bring in a hammer and say, "And you're the hammer, and you won." And we won. Okay, it's over with. Done. But, Yes, and, and that went away to a certain extent. But now we have to fight the crashes. And, and the hammer. <laughs> He's a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I finally, at least somebody said you're a crybaby to his face. Yeah. 
Well, it's it's an interesting thing. Like, what is Stossel up to? I mean, Stossel does seem to be Fox News's the one character that they have who's willing to express about half of what they all already believe. Right. Well, right? like because O'Reilly's <laughs> just doing a show. He's doing a character. Yeah. I don't believe he believes half the shit that comes out of his. No, mouth. he's just a, he's, a, he's he's a character. You're Are they right. trying to pivot? I don't think so. No. They're, it's just good television. They're trying. They're trying. They want to have. Uh, clashes. It's about they, clashes. They do like having That's clashes. good TV. But this is a very interesting one. Stossel apparently is a non-believer. Yeah. No. He calls himself secular. He doesn't, he won't use the word, uh, atheist, but he right. calls himself a secularist. Yeah. He owns that title. <laughs> Ooh. Thanks, John Stossel. Well done, Stassi. <laughs> Stassi, baby. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. That O'Reilly is a, he's a, he's a hoot. He, uh. He's just a a ten foot bully, uh, a ten foot crybaby. Crybaby, that's what it was. Which I and think is great, and he is ten feet tall. He's but. both a crybaby and a bully. Yeah, he's both of those things. He's the most bullies are crybabies. That's true. Most bullies are just little bitches that also happen to be able to hit. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, Dan. Yeah, he's just a little bitch. Oh wow, you have strong feelings about this. I actually do. O'Reilly really rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> And he and what what really gets me is that he wins almost every time. He he is oh he sets it up on his show to always win. Yeah, he's oh, so much yeah. better. Like no, John John Stewart is the only person who I've ever seen clearly take him down on his own turf. Yeah, yeah. And other than that, he wins every single time, and it yeah. drives me crazy because he's always got because he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. Oh, yeah. There's no denying that he's good at what he does. Which is awful. What he does is terrible. It's yeah. like being, you know, the best. Hitler was asshole. for a while. Oh, what? you went to Hitler. <laughs> you went to Hitler. I was trying to avoid it. <laughs> Hitler was the best at what he did. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't think I would have gone to Hitler myself. It was, it's, I, it's always the low-hanging fruit. Yeah, when it you, is. When you need just that <laughs> thing. What? You know what, who else was good at what they did? Who <laughs> was the best? Hitler? <laughs> Stalin? Oh, Stalin's not used enough. No, they need to start going to Stalin. Stalin should be used more. Yeah. Stalin is more of a complicated figure, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what that's sort of... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, we had some folks write into the show. Uh, if I can just... Oh, did we? Pull that up real quickly. Oh, did we, Dan? Oh, we did. Huh. Yes, indeedy do. Hmm. All right. Uh, Francis wrote in, hi, Frank and Dan. I've been listening to the My Book of Mormon podcast. Oh, oh. you're making me talk about another podcast on my show? Thanks, Francis. No, actually, that's fine. I, it's a good podcast. Uh, with uh, David Michael, a never Mormon, he, uh, reading through the Book of Mormon with added commentary. Yeah. He just got to the Book of Ether, and there's oh, a character uh, <laughs> always referenced as, quote, the brother of Jared. Yeah. Who seems to be doing all the work of dealing with the Lord. What uh -huh. is up with that? Does does that character ever get a name? Or do you know if there's a reason that he does not have a name? He says, I love your podcast and I always hope you have a great day, Francis. He has a name. It's just unpronounceable. And stupid. <laughs> also... It's yeah. It's no more. Uh, it's no more of a mouthful than the brother of Jared. The brother of Jared is seven syllables. Mahanrai Moriankomer is, is eight. eight. So what? Six syllables was the yeah. brother of Jared. Yes. Yeah. So 
It's quicker to say the brother of Jared than to say that. Yeah, it's more efficient. Isn't that it? Mahanrai yeah. Mori Ankimer? Uh-huh. Yep. What the fuck? Well, Joe Smith was just grabbing at straws at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what he was doing? He was dictating out of that damned hat, and then mm-hmm. he forgot. He said, and his name was Mahanrai Mori Ankimer. And then it came to pass that... M- M- the brother of Jared was. I don't know if it ever does. It ever say, um, uh, Mahanrai Moriankimer in the Book of Mormon? Oh, maybe or was not. that just Joseph Smith? It was just revealed later, later on yeah. saying it. Yeah, because you have the brother of Jared, <laughs> and you have the Jaredites, and so he he does this whole like, and somebody clearly was like, "Well, what is the name? What yeah. is the name? What is the brother of Jared's name?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, Jared's brother." Is yeah, he had a name. It was uh, it was and he was just... like, "Oh, it's got to be something difficult, <laughs> right?" There's got to be a reason. Yeah. Oh, the reason is that his name was just hard to say. It was uh, Scrudgem Mudgem Rumpelstiltskin. I mean, no, Mahamar Morian, Mahamar Mama Frankman. The Book of Mormon's a strange and uh, and and goofy place. Oh yeah, don't. Which Don't of course you're finding me. out more and more, friends. I mean, if you're yeah. if you've listened thus, I mean, to, to the to Ether, yeah, you're you're about to wrap up. Well, Ether's kind of funny that it, I I did like I did like um, so Mark Twain said that uh that the Book of Mormon was chloroform in print, uh-huh, yeah, and then uh, uh Christopher Hitchens accused him of hitting too close to the mark, considering that it actually has a book called Ether <laughs> in it. I thought that that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, Megan wrote in. She said, hi, guys. Love the show. I have to share with you, uh, with you my experience with yoga. Oh, we've talked about yoga on the show a few Evil. times. Evil. <laughs> Demonic yoga. Uh, I've had some musculoskeletal issues, so I checked out a yoga class recommended to me by my physical therapist. Ah. When I arrived at the studio, there were only a few people uh, who were clearly regulars. And the instructor introduced herself to me. I mentioned how I had found her class and that I had hoped it would be helpful for my tennis elbow. I was surprised when I met her because she didn't seem very relaxed. Quite the opposite, actually. She seemed pretty intense and a bit scary, really. Eventually, the other yogis arrived and we filled the room. Once we were all seated on our mats, me, the only newcomer at the very, very back... She lit some incense and started on a spiel about how yoga is not an exercise class, and if you are looking for just exercise class, you should not be doing yoga because yoga is a spiritual practice. Oh, dear God. Well, fuck, she says. She found the wrong instructor. Uh, I thought, Yeah, exactly. I thought I could slip out the back, but as I tried to sneak off, the yoga instructor stopped mid-spiel and asked why I was leaving. I made up something about being allergic to incense, which then resulted in a fun-filled conversation where she noted that no one else had been allergic to the incense and that she specifically that she specially bought incense that was good for people with allergies and that maybe she could open a window. I said I had outdoor allergies too, which satisfied her enough that she begrudgingly let me leave without trying to physically restrain me. <laughs> She just says, no, Frank and Dan, there are, that there are some people who take yoga as a spiritual practice oh, yeah. very, very seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I eventually tried two other yoga classes, one of which involved partner work with me, a petite woman, being paired with a university football player who I was coerced into helping stretch by putting my ha- pushing my hands into his ginormous armpit. Oh. A very relaxing and zen experience, to be sure. 
And the other <laughs> class, where an aggressive male teacher with shaggy hair and tie-dyed clothing tried to force me to stand on my head while I was explaining to him that I have a neck and back injury and doing a headstand probably wasn't the best plan. At this uh. point... Uh, having tried all three different, having tried three different yoga classes, I'm thinking of looking for an actual stretching class at a dance studio or something. We'll oh, see. Yeah, smart actually. But consider yourselves and all of your listeners forewarned: yoga can be very scary and stressful. Yeah. Well, there you go. You know, for that's s- out there for sure. Yeah, I happen to have some friends who are yoga instructors for their living, and they, uh, you know, they're very chill about the whole, the whole spirit. Woo-woo. Nonsense. I, one of them, my one of my best friends, is uh, she's she's sort of she, she's dab, she dabbles in the woo uh-huh. only in so far as like you know she'll ding a bell or whatever. She I mean there's right. she she likes to have a sort of I I would call it spirity vibe uh, in the room, yeah. okay. but she doesn't talk about spiritual things and she she I mean it's mostly just exercise, yeah, which is what it was. When I was in India and talked to people, actual like Hindu practitioners, and I and I actually asked, "Is it a spiritual practice?" And they're like, "No, it's exercise." Interesting. Yeah, hmm. I thought that that was interesting because yeah. I, I kept hearing that it's like this big spirity thing. And my what I'm I, sure you can find that in India, probably. Yeah, but probably inundated by Westerners. Right. Well, that's the yeah. thing. Like I kept hearing that the complaint of Westerners of Americans was that they were taking the spiritual practice out of of yoga and i was like oh well it must be very spiritual and so when i got to india and started asking around it was like no 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 that's just i had i had one muslim guy uh who was who was a guide and i was talking to him and he practiced yoga and i was like oh that's interesting i thought it was more hindu thing and he was like he got mad he was like no it's just exercise what are you talking about it's not (laughs) that's not hindu or muslim that's just Uh, exercise uh, okay interesting so there you go there you have it, Dan. Anything else? Well, no, that's it. So, okay. uh, so we have donors to thank. We do. Why don't you? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, here, here's the news. Uh, we are currently at 54 supporters on Joyride. Ooh. And uh, we are, um, and and those 54 supporters have pledged uh, 491 dollars a month. Wow! So we're uh, we're fast approaching. We're growing our uh, seven hundred. Our next goal, which is seven hundred dollars a month, at which point uh, we will uh, we're we need to start soon looking for a, a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, we'll be in a position to actually bring somebody on. We can't so do exciting. this ourselves, people. Um, but it, that said, we have two two donors who are new to the uh, Joyride only platform two? Uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, Rachel and Aragon. Well, thank you very much, Rachel and Aragon. That's yeah. a, uh, it's very generous of you guys. Uh, anyone else, if you, if you listen to our show, if you enjoy the show and, uh, you want to be a part of keeping it going and improving it, uh, yeah. we can really, we could really use the help. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? This last week, uh, we did, uh, our Google hangout mm-hmm. and we had a number of people join in Yeah, it was, and it was a lot of fun. It, it is a lot great. of fun and, and we're learning how to do it better. So next, yeah. next one should be better guys. Uh, it's, well, it's not like it was bad, but we'll just have yeah. some direction for it, it and stuff. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we've done two now. 
uh, we are going to do another one before the end of April. We'll be sending that information out really soon. Right. Uh, and both uh, Rachel and Aragon expressed interest in uh, and are pledging at the level to do the, the monthly hangout. Awesome. Uh, and so we'll be getting them in on the next one as well as uh, everyone else. So, so we just have to pick a date at this point. Yep. You and me. So we'll, yep. we'll chat after the show. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to be a part of that, just go to uh, thankgodimatheist.com, uh, which is easy to find. And then on the right-hand side of that, just click the Joyride button. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's not a banner ad. It's you, it just takes you to our thing. Yeah. So just click Nothing that. Nothing annoying. No pop-ups. It just goes to the page. And you'll get to see us in a goofy video that we made for you and <laughs> all kinds of things. So uh, thank you for considering that. And th- were there any other donors to thank nope. this week? All right. Uh, so good. I just uh, – so now we move on to to the gays. We're going to talk about the gays. The gays. The, Frank- ma- the male gays. The, <laughs> is this, is this no, the, the- not the G-A-Z-E. Oh, the 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 queers. Well, that's what I studied in, in my gender studies class. Was the male gaze. The, well, and I'll bet you studied some male gaze while you were doing that. <laughs> I'll bet you used your male gaze on some <laughs> male gaze. Anywho, because uh, you're a gay. Yeah, I you, am. You are a gay. The uh, gay. Oh, guy. <laughs> but what we're going to specifically talk about is two cases of gay Mormons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of. Uh, okay. So. Mormonism does not embrace homosexuality at this point. It does not. And uh, so one of one of the, the stories that we wanted to talk about is actually um, a married couple that we've talked about before. They're actually people that you know, Dan, uh, which is uh, the Weeds. Josh and Lolly Weed, yes. uh, man and a woman married to each other, uh, have been for uh, 14 years or something yeah. like that. And he's gay. He is openly yeah. gay. Yeah. He doesn't talk about same-sex attraction. He doesn't talk about, you know, not being gay. He is gay, but he has made a lifestyle choice, which is to be married to a woman uh, and have a family. They have three, uh, four, three, four. God damn they it. have children. They have children. Um, Suddenly I'm trying more, to count. More than two. Yes. <laughs> but fewer than five. Um, and, and so they're doing their whole thing. Uh, right and and it's and he's an interesting case because i mean i mean you kind of just have to talk about him in this because he has found a a way he's found it within himself because of the things that he wants you know he wanted his his own kids he wanted clearly a wife um he wanted he to wanted be, sort of the to Mormon stay family. Mormon he wanted you know? to, he his church was very his faith was very very important to him and so he did what they basically asked him to do but he's done it with hate to say it at the disparagement of others but with real integrity right he went in he went into it being honest with lolly up Uh front from the beginning i am attracted to men i am gay yeah uh and and has and has stuck with it um he has a great they have a great relationship Uh uh-huh uh, other other than the fact that, you know, one of them isn't – I mean, and they have a sexual relationship as well. Clearly. Obviously, yeah. they have children. Uh, but, but you know, he he makes no bones about it. He hmm. is he is gay. Hmm. Uh, and it's very, very interesting. It's, it's taken me a long time to really wrap my head around what, what he's – 
what they're up to and and yeah. his stance and i feel very settled with it sort of more time that has passed a lot uh, of people get really upset yeah well because because of actually a phrase that you just used which is he's made a lifestyle choice yeah and that makes people very uh, that makes the gay community very uncomfortable because clearly we we don't want you know th- th- this idea to be out there and it seems also analogous to or it seems like it's also suggesting that we've made lifestyle choices right well, the fact of the matter is everybody makes lifestyle choices you Correct. choose how to live your life right um, well, and and but, so he pisses off people on the gay side because because people on the gay side want everyone to be want to feel free to be gay, right? And want and 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 they see anybody who who is gay but chooses to live a heterosexual lifestyle, right? Uh, they see that as a, as an attack or as a, at least a as threat, a threat, as a threat perhaps. to 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 their to, position, to their position, their argument that it's that it's not a choice. On right? the flip side of that, there's the Mormons who while, you know, they while he's doing what the what the church ostensibly asks of him, which right. is don't have a gay don't have a gay relationship have have his marriage and whatever right he will not say oh i'm just same sex attracted and i'm fixing it or whatever he doesn't right. he won't go he, along with their with with sort of yeah where they want to be right and and they're very liberal these two and when their names got mentioned and some of their statements got included in an amicus brief to the supreme to the court. supreme court that was written from the conservative side of this whole thing uh and uh kind of mis not misquoting them but taking them out of context well i don't even think it quoted them it just used their it names just used their names lumped them in with all of these other m- marriages where the men aren't admitting to being gay and right. aren't talking about it in an open way and are saying that it's right for everybody which josh and lolly don't say they don't right. they don't recommend this right uh, they just say this is how we've chosen to live and well the, the 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 thing that I read about it, um, it was actually a number of the other couples that were mentioned in this mm. uh, were also in that uh, TLC travesty. Right. Um, my husband's not gay. Right. Um, and those are those are those are couples that are at least at this point, um, the wife knows that that her husband has quote unquote same sex attraction, attraction. Right. Um, and that he's dealing with it. Right. Um, but there was, I mean, just watching that show, there was nothing, th- these, th- there was nothing respectable <laughs> about right. what these people were up to. No, not it at all. It was just a mess. It was, they were living a lie. They, it felt very, yeah, it, they, they hadn't figured out how to make the whole thing work with itself. And they, somehow but, Josh has done that, which right. is very interesting. Yeah. But nonetheless. So so this amicus brief was filed by a man, man named Manwaring, mm. uh, who, uh, Doug Manwaring, um, who uh, filed this brief that basically his claim was that if gay marriage is allowed in the United States, uh-huh. it hurts these men, these poor men who are valiantly fighting their, their, uh, right. okay. their gayness. Uh-huh. Uh, and it hurts their their position. Uh-huh. Uh, they they are then uh, somehow damaged. I I don't think that it's a very well set up argument. No. But when but he included Josh's name in it, Josh and Lolly. Yeah. Well, Josh and Lolly came out with a statement that said, you know what? 
we support marriage equality. Yeah. It's important to us yeah. Yeah. That, that people be able to marry whomever they want and that there's fairness in marriage. Yeah. Which is a totally opposite of what the church, their church's position is. Right. They're, they're mavericks. They are mavericks. They are just completely out there on, the own, on their own. They've figured out their own thing, and somehow they're making it work for themselves. Right. Anyway, this morning, um, I stumbled upon an op-ed in, on uh, advocate.com. Which is a gay... Uh, which is a gay magazine. website and magazine. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, this is coming from... This was written by... A, a man by the name of Brian Anderson. Mm. I, I just iPad, iPaded um, uh, <laughs> on your on your my, my monitor on, um, on your laptop screen. <laughs> he's, he's trying to swipe, uh, uh, and it didn't work. Weird. Um, I was trying to scroll down, uh, and he's he comes out and he's specifically responding to this whole this this big. Uh, dust up that's been that was caused at the last mormon general conference where i can't remember which one of the speakers referred to uh gay unions as counterfeit gay mm-hmm. families as counterfeit families and right it's a counterfeit lifestyle and la 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 well he here's a guy who is gay and he still claims mormonism and he's married to a man who also still claims Mormonism. Right. And so they are a gay Mormon married couple, legally right. married. Right. Uh, and and he's coming out and he's saying, my life isn't counterfeit. We have an adopted child. I'm assuming adopted. I'm assuming it's not one of theirs. I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, but they have a child. Right. And that they're raising together. Right. And their lifestyle basically looks young. like any other Mormon lifestyle other than the fact that it's two men. Um. Not judging by the hat that that one's wearing. That's oh, not well. very Mormon. Their <laughs> outfits aren't very Mormon. Uh, they're <laughs> they're making far too much of a, of a of a statement with what they're wearing. Oh dear. But um, he's this guy is a convert to the LDS Church. His mom converted shortly after him. Um, wow. And he, he went and served an LDS mission. He uh, he he dated women. He says it never felt right. He tried to change. He did the whole like you know praying and pleading with God right. to 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 have this this trial lifted from him. That that this sure. trial could end. I'm right? sure. I'm sure you went through that. I, there, yeah, yeah. Every Mormon man who's who experiences gay for a minute. I mean, my teens were something. were a wreck right. with, with that. Um, <laughs> after the mission, it didn't really go on for very long. Right. Uh, I pretty much, I became good with it. Uh, but nonetheless, um, well, I stopped believing in God and then that just cleaned everything up. Yeah. That, that helps a lot. <laughs> definitely. But he went, he, he goes through the whole entire thing and finally just says, well, fuck it. You know, I'll, I, he says that he tried to resign, but his bishop, uh, denied him, that, <laughs> which he didn't look into it hard or long enough to find out that they can't do that right. legally. Uh but nonetheless he um he so he technically because of that he's still a member of the church. Uh and uh but he's just sort of a quote unquote Jack Mormon. But he believes. But he, he it seems like he he does believe it. He claims it. He claims it as part of his identity. It really right. was a very important thing to him. His mom is still Mormon. Um and but she is like 
apparently doting grandmother and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and loves her son-in-law. That sounds pretty Mormon. Yeah. Just all of a sudden it's gay, right? Um, and so we started talking about this and how these two couples who they've they, they they've sort of landed in a very uh different place yeah with homosexuality and mormonism two couples that claim mormonism mormonism only claims one of them back <laughs> uh, which is which is <laughs> yeah. josh and lolly but the really so the question becomes i mean we use the word integrity already and as i looked at these two examples of mm-hmm. people I can't decide who I think has the most who who they're following two different types of integrity. Yeah. One has integrity to who he is as as a as a uh as a sexual being, who right. he's attracted to. He has to be honest with himself about about that and he won't go into a relationship, a love relationship right. that he that he can't grant assent to as a person. But that limits his ability to have a space there's no space for him in his church right so he's cut himself off technically actually from his church right uh but he still believes in it he's just he's just doing his church uh the way that he can do it yeah exactly on the flip side we have someone who has integrity enough to admit exactly who he's attracted to yeah he knows what he is he knows who he is and he's living honestly but he denies but but he rejects that part of himself yeah in order to uh cling to his religion in yeah. order to hold to what is what is what he believes to be true right uh in a larger sense right and i don't know where to put either of them well they're they're i mean they're both very um i mean they're both on the fringe of mormonism oh yeah well, whether or not one one couple can walk in with their family uh and attend a sacrament meeting and not get looked at strangely well, neither neither couple right. can really do that. I mean, once once the weeds ward, like, because after they after they came out about this yeah. and were open about it, yeah, they were they were looked at strangely in their ward. But I'm saying generically into any ward, anyway. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, the right. weeds the weeds are quintessential typical Mormon family. Yeah, they they could fly under the radar if they wanted. To. Totally. Um, and this other couple clearly doesn't have that space. Doesn't have that option. Uh, and and so. It, I mean, it raises some interesting questions because, like, clearly the Mormon church at some point is going to get good on the gay issue, right? They have at, to. At, at a certain point, if this gay fan, if this, um, yeah, this gay family, gay mm-hmm. couple with their kid uh, wants to, oh, I just lost my train of thought. If eventually the church is going to allow them a space and right. they're going to have a legitimate, um, um, role within the church. Now, and if however they, far and that if they expands, be, and if they continue strange, but... along the same trajectory that they're on long yeah. enough, yeah, they'll be welcomed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, I believe that that's probably the case. There's because... just no way that the church can continue. I mean, judging by the trajectory of the society, there's no way the church can continue on they're this path. Too ruled by public opinion. Well, they would just lose too many of their of their members. Well, and there's that too. They're ruled by tithes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. And, and, but the question then becomes, what does that do to Josh and Lolly's marriage? If suddenly, you know, if suddenly gay marriage, there's a space in, in their world for gays to be okay. Yeah. Boy, that does change that, that, that sacrifice. It's a bit of a mind fuck. Yeah. 
It's an interesting thing. I, I mean, I don't know that we have any conclusions here. We don't. But it and is interesting to sort of highlight two forms of integrity to a religion where the religion is in complete contradiction of a person's identity. Yeah. And it's not just and that's an inherent identity. It's not I mean, I think people have the right to choose many parts of their identity. Mm-hmm. Uh and 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 you know, that's fine. But these guys didn't choose this. No. There's no choice involved. This is just inherent identity. Right. And boy, man. It's so it's so easy for us to look at someone, you know, who's gay in a church that rejects being gay and just say, oh, well, that's easy. The the answer is clear. You just reject them back. Right. But sometimes there are ways of not doing that that are still I, – I have to respect it. I, yeah. I, I, I don't like it. I mean it's, I don't want it to be the case, but I respect it. Yeah. I mean it's simplistic, but it's – it just—I mean—it's one of the problems with, with faith, yeah, and with religion in general, right? Like, the, the the people are put into these positions of—they're very compromising positions. No matter what, while there is a lot of integrity in both of these 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 couples, yeah, right, they are still compromised. Yeah, they they, they still have had to reject something that had value to them. Something internal, something yeah. inherent to themselves. And that they had to push aside in order to feel good about the life that they were living. More than anything, to me what this says, and I've been marveling on this for a few weeks. People who are friends of mine have heard me talk about this probably mm-hmm. too much. Okay. Uh, but one of the things that I've been marveling on is human beings and the fact that we are just dumb. <laughs> we are not good. We, I mean, we laud ourselves as being this incredibly intelligent, and we are. We're more intelligent than all the other critters. And yet... <laughs> yeah, compare us to a squid. We're pretty smart. We win. Yeah. We win. But you give us rules, and a person, a human being, can believe with every thing that they are with every fiber of their soul and being that there is a magic man who lives in this who lives wherever who will sentence them to eternal torture yeah if they commit if they go off and fuck that girl over there yeah eternal torture is what happens if they fuck that girl and they still go fuck that girl yeah what does that say it to me it's very clear that like these rules have nothing to do with humanity. Humans are X, and these rules assume that they are Y. Yeah. These rules are way less inherent to us. They're not, these rules are made up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly. They don't even apply to us. They're not even... It, it's weird that we as a society have rejected, as, as many societies, that we as a, as a, a you know, as cultural beings... Mm-hmm reject so much of what is clearly just inherent and natural to us yeah but that's the control factor yeah it's almost like it's like misdirection in a way yeah they have you so focused on these things that you can never correct right you can never correct your sexual urges yeah if you i mean 
You Hopefully can, there are some that you can crack. You but can like, work around things. <laughs> you can change things. But but in the end, if you're a sexual being, and, yeah. there, and not everyone is, but if you're a sexual being, uh-huh. that's like, that is DNA level basic. Yeah. There's no way around it. Yeah. And it doesn't stop just at sex. There are many aspects of, of the human um, being yeah. right, that, that, that just go so counter- to what these churches are trying and, and faith traditions are trying to get us to do with our lives. Right. Right. And that we can never, we can never get good on because we're human beings. Right. Right. And so you sit there and you just focus and focus and focus all the while they, they control, they own you now. Yeah. They control. Right. They because, control who because, you are. Because they say, don't do the thing that you are compelled to do by yeah. your, by your nature, by your very nature, you're compelled to do it. Well, we say it's bad. Yeah. And if so you, now you need to go to church weekly. You need to pay us money. Right. You every, need to do X, Y, and Z. Every time you commit time an action and, that's and in resources. contravention to my rule, yeah. you have to come to me yeah. and I have to like scold you and you have to feel bad about yourself yeah. and then you go out and you're gonna you're you know you're gonna recommit to not doing it and then you're gonna do it again because it's inherent to who and what you are yeah no in fact so uh, embrace what you are people well, i think that's where we're getting to it, and but then going back to the weeds <laughs> and uh brian anderson and his uh spouse it seems like we just made an argument for brian anderson well i'm fine with that because if that's who they are, if they're embracing who they are, that's fine. I, I, but the I, problem is, here's the problem, and here, here's what I worry about, Okay, actually, is as these religions start to get good on the gay issue and they start to carve out spaces for gay people to feel legit, like they're legitimate, real members of, of their community. Sure. Um, that makes me very worried about the future of gayness and the future oh, of you'll have of, annoying of, of gay eight, christians no, yes you already do no i know i know but what i'm saying is that right now these people if we assume sort of if we take it fully at face value that they would be at church every week mm. if if the church just had a space for them which who knows whether or not i mean that's what you kind of get from this but who knows maybe he's just well let's just say that that's what they are right um, I think that's sad. Mm. I think that's sad. I think that, that, that right now, I don't know. They've, they've, they've had to, they, they had Christianity, not accepting gay people yeah. has made gay people wrestle with their belief. Right. It's forced so many people to figure out that it's all bunk. Right. Right. But as soon as generations start coming up and there's a space for them, it's just one less thing that pushes people out of Christianity and it's out true. of faith traditions. It's, of course, in, in that's general. true. But you I mean, know, I mean, I think the, the the way we win isn't by. Uh, I just, I, th- I think that the way we win is by pointing out how much better our lives can be. Yeah, you know, just live well. Just live well. Everybody, go out and live really, really well. And live in 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 a in a in an integrity that they can't possibly achieve because that's how we win. We don't win by having more babies. They're going to have more babies. <laughs> we don't win by, you know, and we don't win by, like, arguing with them and debating them. We win, I think, in the end, by having the better lifestyle, yeah. by offering a better, a nicer, better life. 
You, you need to do that <laughs> more often. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> you get your jowls. Get the hargle bargle going. <laughs> Dan was worked up, people. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys have anything to say about any of this, if you uh, if you have something good to add to this conversation please do so yeah you can write into us at podcast at thank or you can leave us a voicemail 424-666-8442 right uh please visit our facebook page uh, uh like the like the page yeah it's, it's facebook.com slash tgi atheist or on facebook search for the TGIA members only lounge. It's a closed lounge. Nobody will know what it is. Uh, they'll just—they'll know you're in it, but they won't see anything that you post in yeah. it. Mm, so, uh, it post with confidence, with reckless abandon, <laughs> uh, as long as you're nice. Yeah, um, exactly. So uh, we wanted to thank Mackenzie for for uh, taking care of our Facebook page. That's a, a, a job she does every week with, with and- great alacrity. Yeah, and thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. Which is fantastic. Uh, don't forget that if you want to be a part of this uh, this whole endeavor and, and help us out, you can go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the Joyride button and yeah. go and uh, contribute. Yeah, and thank you so much to all of our supporters. Um, it, it's, it's remarkable. It, it, it's it's crazy, and, uh, uh, and we it, great you guys appreciate are, it. are so generous, and, and we appreciate it. It helps out a lot. Yep. All right. Uh, well, thank you, dear listener, for all that you do. You just keep coming back. Yep. And we'll uh, we'll come back too. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>